Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth I am Maya to worry. In a world where chaos, confusion and cruelty exists more so today than ever, we need to find the one single balm salve that would help us to heal and to continue onward. That salve, that ointment, that incredible emotional comfort is called kindness. The manifestation of kindness is one of the greatest gifts we were given as humans. I do not personally believe that hatred, unkindness, and cruelty is part of the natural makeup, DNA, of the human species. In fact, in my own experience that I have shared of being a target of some very vicious, vile, and violent events that has taken such a toll on my own health and my own life, I have come to realize that I can be kinder, that I can produce, reproduce, and reflect more love, because that is what our world is calling for right now. And it is not regardless of our experiences, but it's because of the difficulties, the cruelty, the chaos, the confusion, the massive amount of evil that can be dealt upon some of us, hopefully not most of us, of which I have experienced and to which I can speak. It is the 1st of February. I know that in November at some point we had elected a day called Kindness Day. But we don't need one day to be kind, we need every day to be kind. We pray that every day may be kind and loving to us, but that is generally not the case. But what we can control and what we can do is exude love from our own being every day because of the evil, the difficulty, the horrific trajectories that so many of us face. We can still muster up the ability to love and the ability to care and most of all kindness to those we encounter. This is not so difficult to do actually. Once I became less preoccupied with the miseries of the day and night, I was able to see that Kindness is an endemic, natural, innate part of our human nature. And therefore, to continue to use it, it is my, in fact my sharpest weapon. It has become my greatest consolation. At first, I began to show kindness to those around me that I run into when I'm shopping for food or on some of the rare occasions that I do go out to the outer world, I realized that it was my nature to be kind before these 
egregious events began. It was my nature to be loving before all of the targeting and the horrific actions against me began. And so, one day, it occurred to me, that hasn't changed. Your ability to kindness, your path to kindness is always unobstructed. The only thing that can stand in the way of it is preoccupation, not obsession. It, I don't like to use the word obsession, survivalism, etc. Those are obvious words. And of course, yes, they're part of the process for those of us who are being targeted by major, major corporations, by the government probably themselves. You've heard in many of my recent episodes some of the experiences that I have been enduring. And while I am able to speak to them and speak about them, it is a reality that they do take their toll. But beyond the dramatic, intense experiences that I have had in my life from this event or these events of being targeted, I can assure you that kindness and reaching back, not into the inner depths of my being, but with great rapidity into that which is already there, a shallow level where kindness is existing, Yes, it exists deep within the core, and therefore it can also be on the surface. But I made a conscious choice that I will begin to demonstrate kindness, not in a falsified way, not in a premeditated way, but in a way that is part of my nature. But I had to make that choice so that it could come to the fore naturally and not be shrouded by the darkness and the shadows and the difficult shadows and the surveillances and the stalking and the poisoning and the gassing and all of the mammoth amount of events that seem to trail me around. But one day I was sitting in my meditation room I have a meditation room and I also have an altar room, both of which are in opposite ends of my home, my new home, and both of which are there to keep me focused, to keep me focused on my humanity, to ensure that I do not lose it, to ensure that bitterness and the shadows of grief do not overtake my natural human nature. And so I can skip into either room and sit. Even with the fumes pouring in, I understood that the solace of having an altar that I can kneel to and pray and ask for help, the solace of having a meditation room with a big gong that I can use wisely and help to temper the constraints in my own mind were very necessary for me. But beyond all of the activities we are trained to do, 
when you're taken by raw surprise over a period of more than 4,000 days and nights into this dark abyss of the targeted, then I can assure you that we have to go deeper or we have to go into a more shallow space that come up with, effortlessly come up with that which is our own nature, love and kindness. A friend of mine is a musician. I think I've just heard him, I think it is a new song where he said, hatred is so simple, to hate is so easy to do. I disagree. Hating is a very difficult thing to do, and trust me, I have tried. I have tried to dislike and intensely despise my perpetrators, those that follow me around. I have tried to exude a lack of compassion, a lack of let's say, better discernment. And whereas I can succeed for moments at a time, I could never, ever have it prevail. It doesn't last. It takes so much unusual, unrealistic, unnatural energy to keep hate alive that the fact that people can do so speaks to the generation, the ancestral memories that were plundered and convoluted and that were formed and deformed and twisted and shaped in a certain way that makes the DNA able to reach into the pockets of hatred and pull it out and make it part of their lives. For most people, hatred is very difficult. For some of us, impossible. And thankfully, thankfully, we have our ancestors to make, to thank for the fact that we cannot hate. We cannot sustain it no matter how hard we've tried. I have tried to ask for justice, but when it is the very infrastructure of governance itself that is against you, what justice can you possibly reap? I have written to the President of the United States. I've written to various activists who are very prominent in the field of defending human rights. But in our world of democracy, or so-called democracy, it is, it is not so possible to gain justice. There's so much that has gone wrong, so much that is at kilter, so many powerful entities that make sure that justice does not happen. It always amazes me, and I'm not going off track here with the kindness uh, message, but it all, it's all part of, of the thought process. But it always amazes me that, that even in the most amazing country of the world, we have so much corruption, so much convolution, so much that runs against the nature of our being. But we have 
one thing that supersedes even our being a citizen of this world, and that is being a citizen of the divine spiritual realm. Kindness is our best friend. And regardless and because of all of the difficulties we are enduring, kindness is reachable and it supports us. It helps to soften the edges of terror. It helps to dampen out, to make more fluid and more fluent the softness of fear. It softens fear. It takes away the hard edges. Yes, meditation is supposed to do that as well, but basically it is about something that is effortless for those of us who suffer, for those of us who are suffering, for those of us who are healing, whether from disease or being targeted or, or the cruelty of your own world that surrounds you. Now, mind you, the world itself is not a cruel place. It is a place of lessons and growth. It is a place of progress and of incredible creativity and incredible power of div divinities, of the divinities. But in our own world, in the immediate circumstance and environs of our own home and being, we can call it a cruel place. We can see it as a cruel place. We can gauge it with the experiences that we suffer. And for those of us who don't have the energy to meditate, who don't know how to meditate, who don't have any more energy to pray, who are losing hope, that faith and losing faith that prayers can help. For those of us who are so at odds with the outcome of what's going on in our lives, we have a solution. We have a balm. We have a healing presence that nothing can take from us until we die. And that healing presence is kindness. It's not so much to expect it because there's so little of it when we are placed in a position such as I have been or you are enduring now. But what I can say to you is there is a balm inside of you that's right on the surface of your being. It only takes two seconds to look at the child at play and smile. And it's that same instinct, it's that same energyless, energyful whim, quirk, flexibility of the human DNA, of your person. That's all it takes to be kind. Because it is a natural part of our being. I am so elated to have discovered that in the crooks of my miseries, in the darkest hours of my life, I began to understand that I can be kinder and I can be a more loving person. And I must not reach deeply in, but I must just reach back to the self that I know I am 
to remember to be kind in all situations and all circumstances. And I'm not saying to be kind to the perpetrators who are invisible and ghost-like and cowardly and whom we never see. But I'm saying that to be kind, to just to be kind to whatever crosses your path, whatever becomes visible. And in time, hopefully, we can become kind to the invisible nuisances and the invisible perpetrators and the invisible cowards. But right now, Let's just be kind to whatever we encounter and that would be a blessing for us as well. It also helps the world. It helps everyone because I think it was Alexander Dumas that said that the one about the oneness in each of us that oneness that can help us, that oneness to recognize the oneness in everything. Not so easy to do when you're being put upon. But that kindness stays forever. It is indelible. It is immortal. People remember those who are kind to them. I think Dumas's statement was, or Dumas, Statement was all for one and one for all. And that was in a line in the Three Musketeers. You know, we can talk about superficial kindness. We can talk about shallow kindness. Any form of kindness is very good. Small acts of kindness. Getting up to give someone your seat in the bus if they're elderly, da 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 but really the deepest and the greatest kindness is the kindness that we can remember when we are being put upon, the kindness that we can remember in the face of cruelty, the kindness that we can remember because we remember a time when we hurt someone and we remember how that felt and we remember if they were close to us how they felt, a time that we can take to stay conscious of our own feeling, not negate it, not say that I'm not suffering, not say that I'm not being put upon, not say that the thousands of things that unfold around me on a daily basis are not happening, but pretty much to stay focused with the fact that kindness is our mother nature. It's the maternal nature. Practicing loving kindness does not mean that we that we see the lives of others or see them or have to be part of and parcel of all of what's happening around us. It simply means that we are practicing it as part of the intent. It is our nature, but we need to have a very clear intent on putting that nature before us and having it be the first of our visible nature, that kindness. You know, there is so much research being done on kindness, but we don't really need research to tell us that it is part of, of our human nature. As I said, hatred, judgmentalism, unkindness, they're not the natural part of the human being. They are the forced part of difficult and convoluted experiences that have shaped the DNA from ancestral times. 
Those who can sustain hate have had many, many generations where that was imprinted into their DNA because it would have been impossible to sustain it otherwise. That's how unnatural hatred truly is. It was Christ that said to love our enemies. But every great master, every great avatar of every tradition, the tribal traditions and the more sophisticated modern traditions, all contribute to the fact that love is our essential nature and that it can help us to heal from the lack of love that comes at us from the cruelty that may surround us. So today, let us think of how we can put forward the intent of bringing what is naturally ours in any event up to the fore so that we can heal. It becomes a habit for us. It must become a practice, a habit, a sadhana. However it unfolds for you, Sometimes all it takes is a kind smile, but not a forced smile. Just a smile that is naturally there. Observing a color that you like, something someone is wearing that you like. Observing someone who may need your assistance and help, and you're right there for them. Without thinking, because all of these things are part of the natural movement and rhythm of our day. They're not forced. They're there. And they are, in fact, the kindness that you expose, that you can demonstrate, actually translates as kindness to yourself. It is so very difficult when you don't have the energy, when you've been beaten down by cruelty and confusion and chaos and physical poisoning and, and the lot and diseases and whatever, it is so very difficult to think of being kind to yourself. But as we put kindness in the forefront of our lives, because of the unkindness that we are experiencing, oh, that is so very powerful. That is the most powerful kindness you can give to yourself. Thank you for listening. And peace be. Your journey. Until the next time.